You're with Julian on the Brown Notes and a review of the new album by Catalan superstar Rosalia. Now, uh, her second album, El Malquiera, was one of my albums of the year. I think it was in the top four of that year. came out uh, in 2018, following Los Angeles in 2017. Overnight, she became this uh, representative of Spanish music, which had never really happened before, at a time when Latin music had become something of uh, the rival to English-speaking pop music for the first time ever. And um, everyone went on about Malamente. It, it was an incredible album because it, it didn't shy away from the, um, the, the, the traditional Spanish roots, the flamenco roots and the ballads at all. But it managed to upgrade it to a very contemporary sparsely electronic uh, presentation which just sounded fantastic and incredibly contemporary which I'm sure traditionalists wouldn't have liked but um, what was the track that really stood out for me? Pienso en tu mira I think that was the one that really stood out for me and on the verses on that her vocals just slayed me like they just froze me sometimes she does have the most attractive singing voice in the world and she is um, becoming a superstar. And her new album's really setting the world on fire. Moto, Ma Moto Mama? Mammy? Moto Mammy, I should say, with its very provocative cover. Now, I was really surprised by this album. I really appreciated that she'd broken through so big with such a purist album. She didn't make any concessions to the West. And all of the flourishes heightened the uh, her original flamenco style. It was um, it sounded like modernist pop music in a way, but it was very distinct from it, and it didn't make any concessions. It was really short. It was very um, well curated and concise. Um, and then in the years since that, she's done all these. What I really, really wanted her not to do for her next album was some absolutely bloated, guest spot-filled album with every low-rent wannabe rapper in America churning up for a guest spot, stinking up the place, Drake turning up, stinking up the place. And all of the feature stuff she'd done on the lead-up to this album made me think that that's exactly what was going to happen. I have to be honest, I am absolutely shocked by the fact that this is far closer to El Malquiera than I'd ever hoped. It retains a lot of that album, especially the sparseness and the Spanishness, and there are virtually no real um, collabs. There's no rapper bouncing out from anywhere doing a you know big Sean or some absolute garbage. And um, it is setting the world on fire as far as the reviews go. It's the best reviewed album of the year on um, Metacritic, which is uh, defeating Black Country New Rose, an album I gave 10 out of 10 to. Now, this is, um, like, looking at the cover, you would think, oh, no, she's sold out here. But not at all, not a bit of it. It is an astonishingly artistically challenging album. It's very experimental. She exhibits lots and lots of different framed styles of Latin music, and it's Latin music more so than Spanish music that is to the fore here. And she does it all. She does the whole sort of Daddy Yankee thing, and she does the balladry, and she does the um, sort of like 
the harder punching pop sounds of um, urban Latino music, which is really taking the world by storm. Um, it's um, it, it takes the templates of the narrow template of the first, uh, the second album, El Malquera, and it really broadens it out into um, tampering with a lot of uh, Latin music. And I think it, we've reached a point now in modern society where we should just cancel everyone and be done with it because she's now getting stick for being a white Spaniard doing Latin American music where the people that made it famous are may not be white and her country is a colonising for say really she's not she's not Latin enough um, this is um, a, the opening sort of seven or eight tracks this is a perfect piece of art it really is um, Seoko has a really uh, great I'm looking at the wrong thing has a really great um, bass line she does some really good bass lines on this album and and, and combining with the sort of in, almost industrial beats on this it really does apparently she is a huge fan of MIA who was one of the most dominant forces in uh, music in the first decade of this century uh, and you can really hear that coming through as possibly the most important influence on this album. Um, Candy, the second track, is where you really get, which is quite a often soft and lovely track, with that most famous Latin beat, go, which goes throughout the whole album. That's where what is centre stage on this album is most apparent, and that is her, her voice. Her voice is one of the great weapons in world music. You've got Adele who does one kind of thing, and you've got Rosalia doing this, but she does the rapping really well, she does the chanting, and she does this impassioned, I don't know if it's called Fado, the Portuguese variant on that sort of flamenco thing, this tortured vocal, and she does really pretty acrobatic vocals. It is a 360 degree weapon, I'm sure Adele's is sort of more in the pocket of um, powerful ballads and sort of more up-tempo bangers that are still broadly speaking using that powerhouse voice here she manipulates the hell out of her voice when she wants to just for artistic effect which i thought was great when there are features on this album uh, like the weekend featuring la fama um he is in the pocket uh, virtually no words in english on this album he does a beautiful high-pitched falsetto spanish uh, that goes alongside Rosalia's voice so well um, <clears throat> and that is a great track as well and the track that follows that as well there's <clears throat> there are tracks here even though they're usually like two and a half minutes long that go through so many sonic stages there's such an awful lot of uh, imagination and invention into the arrangements and the production uh, the use of studio trickery um, and the electronic sounds they're really imaginative and hilarious is uh, probably the most close to a non-club sort of sound with its um, more traditionalist take on sort of flamenco music. But what I've never heard before on a track is in, I don't know if you're familiar with mixers for club DJs where they have phases and uh, and you twiddle the things and they go and like the tinny sound becomes a big uh, bass full sound and they use it for, you know to build up to drops so you have like phasers and flanges and stuff like that. Here she uses it on the drums and on her voice to as a dramatic effect. And I thought that was genius. So she's got these sort of club effects where things are rising and filling out the spectrum of sound 
which you associate with club music. And here it's used to build the drama of this track, which is amazing. And Chicken Teriyaki, if she's getting paid out on for not being Latin enough, I'm wondering when the cancel culture crew are going to get hold of that one. Uh, it's a great... Um, just it's it's like a trash rap song and it's really really good hentai is a great ballad which introduces very sort of post mia blast beats out of nowhere at the end and probably the last of the absolutely imperious run g3 ni5 i think it's a ballad uh, it's a striking ballad it is it goes it goes through four stages it's like you've got this really gentle sort of James Blake vocal manipulation at the start and then a more traditional ballad where she really lets her voice run rip. It is like a Rolls-Royce instrument, this thing. And then it's got this Hammond organ section out of nowhere. And in this environment, the Hammond organ is so incongruous a sound in this soundscape world that it's quite stunning. And then it goes off into a spoken word section. So it was amazing. If I do have any problems with this, then some of the other tracks like I just said in the Big Thief album, but to a lesser degree or a less essential after the halfway up until about track eight, it is absolutely peerless. It is wide ranging. It is cohesive. It is daring, experimental, and just mind-blowingly good. After that, there's the odd track that keep, uh, keeps uh, popping up here and there where it's a like two minutes of the same thing where it's just not as inventive or imaginative. I think Diablo might be one of those and maybe... Uh, Delirio de Grandeza. So there's like a couple of tracks in a row I didn't think <coughs> were that special. But um, Cute, uh, I think, is probably the best on the album. It's certainly the most MIA on the album. Got the industrial uh, blast beats going again and got some really good um, synths going on. The electronic uh, stylings on these albums on this album is amazing. Uh, La Combi Versace is another one with just great ominous bass sound, synth bass sound, fantastic. Um, and she ends on a powerhouse uh, live vocal with a crowd, Sakura. So I, I, I mean, I'm judging this against a 10 out of 10 because it's the highest ranking album on Metacritic this year, which means it's got the highest average score across critics. Like I said, the opening eight tracks are just another world peerless. And then there are some more pedestrian tracks thrown in, and that is the only minor quibble. And it is a minor quibble. The production is magnificent. Um, I don't know if she is responsible for everything that we're hearing or whether she's got just she just works with great people, but it's really cohesive and the production on the sound stage is amazing. You hear people like Charlie XCX being frequently touted as future pop. In a way, I think the most contemporary artist out there is Rosalia because she's got this whole vast wide spectrum of the urban Latin music scene inside her music. And I think that, you know, people have always tried to push J-pop and K-pop and it's never happened. Talk about BTS all you want. No, it has not happened. Um, you can take BTS out of the equation and there's nothing is there really. So they try and drum up interest in J-pop and K-pop as being the next big thing or the only music that has ever challenged English language pop music is Latin music. You look at the list of people with more than a billion views on YouTube and there are numerous Latin artists that have done so. They have completely broken through. So where Rosalia sits in this frame of things, she doesn't tailor her music to being commercial. 
she just does whatever she wants and that really comes through but it kind of makes her the epicenter of contemporary pop music so i'm going to give it a rosalia's i'm going to say it wrong again i hate when i get album titles wrong even when they're really short moto mami moto mami i'm going to give a nine a very solid nine out of ten